Hello, and welcome back to Boxwood Banter, the show that supports and empowers women. My name is Taya Miller. I am the Women's Center Graduate Assistant. We are located at Boxwood House across from Old Main. We are open from Monday to Friday from 8 to 5 p.m. In today's episode, we will discuss tough topics such as dating in college and all the things that come with that. And our guest today is Gabby DeMarco. Hi there. I'm an undergraduate assistant uh, from the Women's Center. Uh, I'm a marine science major on the oceanography track, which I do research in. Crazy. Um, (laughs) I am currently a sophomore, halfway through the sophomore year, and I have been working at the Women's Center since last spring, so it's been a fun time. Yes. Thank you for joining me today, Gabby. Thank you for having me. So we really wanted to call this um, episode tough topics and maybe this will be something that we continue in Boxwood Banter but specifically for this tough topic we're going to talk about dating in college and what that really means. There's so many things that comes with dating in college when you're coming from high school to a college student this is the first time that some people have their own room their own space and even though you may have a roommate you have way more independence than you would at home with no parents in college. Oh for sure. For sure. You don't have to you don't have the parental guide always looking out over you. Yeah. So imagine that in dating (laughs) for the first time, like so much can happen. What do you do? What does this mean? All Mm -hmm. of the questions that you may have um, specifically things that can be tough to talk about when dating in college is what do you do if you invite someone over into your space and you think it's going to go one way and it doesn't or Maybe you feel uncomfortable or pressured in that moment to do something. What do you do um, if you've done anything? Who out there has been in a situation like that, you know? So we're going to talk about that today and all the things associated with that. So on college campuses, there is a culture called hookup culture. This is something um, that is very popular in the college experience. It's basically defined as a culture revolving around just casual sex or a short-term sexual encounter. Um, Nothing that is really serious or has strings attached, Mm -hmm. so to say. (laughs) Yeah, so rather than dating, we don't really use the term dating anymore. Not not as much as we should. No. it, it centrals way too much around the hookup culture instead of just having it be that you can date without having those uh, commitments or committing yeah. to a full-on relationship. But mm-hmm. it deems back down to it being that you should only just hook up and then you won't have any strings attached. Exactly. Or even situationships. Oh, please. <laughs> That's another <laughs> word that we hear when it comes to hookups. And we've just gotten so comfortable with just sleeping with someone or that being the expectation when we meet someone in college that is that's the culture that's uh, surrounded around that now that we know that like what what are things that we can do about that like that's what this is about we're going to talk about it um because that's really hard if you want something serious and do you even want something serious in college you want to date around um, so dating doesn't necessarily have to mean you're dating one person. You're, that's a committed relationship. That is a committed relationship. Dating can be you're just seeing multiple people and getting to know that person. Mm-hmm. You're just taking that next step into a new level. And I think um, personally sex is further than that. Mm-hmm. And I think that people um, really just are, are skipping over a lot of a lot of steps than yeah. usual. And like I mean people want to have new experiences and live their life and that's perfectly fine with them, but there come up a lot of problems with not knowing people and then mm-hmm. inviting them into your personal space or um, allowing things like that to happen. Yeah. All of th- all of the things. And a study was actually done on college campuses and one of the questions that they asked students was who has ever had sex or been in a situation that they did not want because someone verbally pressured them to do so? And how did that feel? And majority of the students said that they did feel that pressure, um, even if it was just verbal pressure. And a lot of that does stem from that hookup culture. So knowing this um, and knowing that you may be doing that because of this could be helpful in the future. 
And we also want to talk about how gender roles are even laid out um, in ways that allow people to feel pressure into having sex in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, just thinking about it, like I think sometimes it stems like further than college. Like some people think like women who like are in like higher or higher on the social ladder, you know, that they use sex as like an instrument there. And then some that leads like other women to believe like that's what they like have to do. You know, that's like the next step exactly. for them to get like you know, higher up on the social ladder, being mm-hmm. entering into a whole new world and thinking that uh, that using that is the right way to gain. Yeah. And on the other side of that, too, men feeling pressured and climbing that social ladder. Um, it's definitely seen differently oh. for men having multiple partners versus women having multiple mm-hmm. partners. Like if a guy does have a, have multiple partners, that's a good thing. You're getting out there. You're experiencing. You're seen as being cool even. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you doing it to climb that social ladder? Again, this is not the tough topics is not to um, point out anyone or point blame to anyone. We want to spread education and knowledge to spread awareness. Awareness is key. If any of us are aware of any of these things that we're doing, if you've ever pressured someone into doing something, maybe because you thought, if I keep trying, like they'll see, yeah, they'll see, they'll say yes, yeah. Even if that's you, you're not a bad person. We need to be aware of these things that are happening so that we can fix them. Mm -hmm. And that's that's all this is. Mm -hmm. We're just spreading awareness. And if you hear yourself saying, oh, maybe I've done that. That is okay. We are eventually going to talk about tips and things to combat all of these things. Mm -hmm. So back to the scary stuff, though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. now that we've avoided some of the tough topics, we'll get back into it. (laughs) Yes. So... This There are some facts, though. There are some tough facts to face. And one of them are a main finding in all research is that women were more likely than men to feel pressured to have sex when they did not want to. Mm-hmm. This is a fact. Not saying that this is all, all men and all women, but that is just what statistics are showing. And also, Greek life and students that are, that are in higher grades compared to freshmen we're also more likely to feel pressured into having sex. Mm-hmm. That was shocking to me. Yeah, the 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 older, like the higher grades being yeah. more pressured was very like I think like like I would think that they would have more of a standing like mm-hmm. as who they are. You know, that's what you think in college that you would be more like not needing to feel like um, dignified by other people or anything like that. To you've like, built relationships you've built, too. You've built your own community. Yeah. And like, I would think that like freshmen would, would be pressured into like feeling that they need to do this to get in it, mm-hmm. to get in with that community. And, but at the same time, I mean, like, you know, if you're in a higher grade and you feel like you haven't checked off all the marks that like everybody assumes that you should be doing because of, x y and z then like you feel more pressured to get that done and then comes the time constraint you know you think you gotta get it all out before college exactly but i think you have your whole life to do those types of things so yeah and also because you've built like those relationships it makes me wonder too like you may also feel pressured by the people that you know Mm -hmm. um because you're in a higher grade you're in a different setting like it definitely is like different structural factors involved as well when you're older like you may be old enough to go to a bar yeah or things like that and that's a whole other culture that (laughs) we'll get into as well like the idea of being in college and you know when else are you going to be in this massive culture of people who are going through the same scenario or situation in their lives same time in their lives and you have the availability and the access to yeah. all different types of things. And, you know, the difference between, like, a college weekend versus somebody who's maybe in, like, their 20s or, thir- like, late 20s or 30s or something like that is going to be, like, you're going to be interacting with a mm-hmm. lot of different people. And who you see is, like, also going to be it. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that has that has a great impact on the pressure that people feel. I think that's a is a very central point is that people feel pressured into doing things that they're not and then it, once you 
start involving drinking? Yeah, drinking is a huge part, which we are going to get into also. Um, mm-hmm. But living in dorms, we want to talk about yeah. why um, there might be another level of pressure when you are living in a dorm. Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier, this may be the first time that you have your own space, first time that you have some independence away from your parents. Mm-hmm. So, and especially if you make friends with people <laughs> in your dorm, like you are set. You don't have to go to another building. Those are just people within your your building. Yeah. And it's so easy to just go from one room to the next room. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if everyone is familiar with this, but sometimes if we are aware of just safety things around us, it does help us be more aware of our personal safety and help us make decisions um, beforehand. So I do want to say that in the freshman dorms in um, at Kutztown, there are no cameras in the hallway of the buildings. Um, meaning, like, if you were to go to your room and go to the next room... Or the floor above, even. Or the floor above. any Anything within around. the building... No one would really know. Mm-mm. Not unless you're specifically telling somebody. Yes. Nobody's going to witness that externally. Yes. Um, if they're looking for it. Mm-hmm. So no one should really fully be responsible for their own safety. We're all responsible for everyone's safety on this campus. However, I also want to add in knowing that there are no cameras, there are things that we can also do around that. Like when you are maybe going to someone's room that you may not know as well, or even if you know them, you've known them for a few months. It doesn't matter. Let someone know. That's just what we're going to put out there. Let someone know what you're doing. Let someone know what's going on. Even let someone know your expectations um, through text, whatever. Just let them know where you're going just so that someone else knows Mm -hmm. because it's not on a camera if you were to ever need that. Correct. I think like, First, like, me, like, having, like, siblings, like, we used to just let each other know, like, you're getting up off the couch here, she, I'm going to the bathroom, like, mm-hmm. I'm telling them that, right, like, mm-hmm. so, I think that's a, that's a habit. That's for, true. For me as well, like, like, I'm letting, like, my roommate know, like, where I'm going before I'm leaving, mm-hmm. like, this, this, and that, but, like, I think that's something that is important, another aspect of awareness, to, like, just, like, let somebody else know, like, where you are, like, I, yeah, I'm going to, like, you know, I will be back tonight, or, mm-hmm. like, no, like, I won't be back tonight, just so, mm-hmm. like, there somebody else is out like at least thinking of you because like you know your parents your parents like you know majority of the time they were like you have to be home by this time or like let me know like this and that exactly and then you have the opportunity to not tell anybody and then like things can go wrong when Mm -hmm. that happens and that's just like truth of it and i think like you were saying before like letting people know what your expectations are like the person who you're meeting up with like let them know what you're expecting like it shouldn't have to be something where you know it's all up in the air like Mm -hmm. you just have to go with the flow and feel with it and like it's good to like let like you know experience things in the moment and like feel in the moment but if you're not comfortable with something like that then there's no reason to go through with anything yeah and we'll give you some sentence examples um later on how you can even say that in the moment or Mm -hmm. beforehand um having that tough conversation with someone else in the moment like actually i don't want to do this you know um living living in the dorms is just as risky as living off campus by the way off campus again those are where those older students are um easier to go out closer to main street things like that there's no rules about the alcohol if you're living off campus you know so just it's it's a plus there are pros and there are definitely cons oh yeah um but there's things that we can do So that's what we're talking about, like lack of supervision off campus. So what are things that off campus students can do? A lot of what we talked about is letting someone know Mm -hmm. if you live off campus, you do have roommates and your family's still there. Talk to your family. guys. Let them know what you're doing in college. They want to hear from you. (laughs) Please tell them. And it may seem taboo, but this is really, really important for people to know where you are. And I know we share our location. Like me, when I was in undergrad, I shared my location with all my closest friends whenever we would go out. But something that I did not always do was let someone know where I was going and right. even my roommate, my expectations of what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And um, Gabby and I were actually talking about this a little off the air. (laughs) (laughs) But there is, we, we feel like there's a difference when you invite somebody over into your space versus oh, yeah. when you go over, go over to their space, mm-hmm. like it's like the power stance. You yeah, know? it's the, the who you know, it's the situation of power type of uh, element to it. Mm-hmm. Is that you know they're coming into your space. You have created somewhere where you feel comfortable. Like you know, even if it's not your room at home, but your room yeah. at college is still your room. Like you have your elements of safety and you. It's your territory. Exactly. You feel comfortable there. So you feel comfortable allowing somebody into that space. Mm -hmm. And then if you know that something isn't right in your space because you've made it to your comfort level, Mm -hmm. then it's a lot of times easier to distinguish than, say, if you're at somebody else's place. And you might just feel think that you're feeling awkward because it's a new place for you. A hundred percent. Even if it's not new, it's just not your own. And then you might like dismiss feelings of uncomfortability Mm -hmm. because it's like not not what you have like as your place where you know you are comfortable yes way to say trust your gut without (laughs) saying trust your gut i believe in that forever literally trust your gut like and what gabby is saying is sometimes when if you were to get invited over into someone else's space it's harder to trust your gut because you're just thinking that you're somewhere else. Like it's because mm-hmm. of where I am. It's a new person. It's like many different aspects. Oh, yeah. However, if you're in your own space and something happens that's uncomfortable, it's like, no, that, that, that. Is, you can like pinpoint. Yeah. It a lot easier. That yeah. was uncomfortable. I did not like that, <laughs> you know, or I don't want this, you know, mm-hmm. me personally, I've always been more comfortable inviting someone over into my space. For sure. And I was like, why is that? (laughs) Like, why? And just, I know where my heart is. um, And I know I'm not going to be, like, mean or rude or anything. And I also had two roommates, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if anything, you know. Yeah. So inviting someone over just was always much more um, comfortable. Right. Cause then, and mm-hmm. it's also, like, the other thing. Leaving after. Exactly. It's you set the time frame. Yeah. You know? It's like, hey, let's say it's a weeknight or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. you have class in the morning. Like, if you're, you know, if it's your place, then they have to, like, leave that area, you know, by, yeah. like, if you're setting that type of time frame. But the other thing to think of, like, if you're somewhere and you have to be the one to leave, like, I feel like that's a bigger thing than being like asking somebody to leave your space because it is your space but then to like pull yourself out of a like situation somewhere else Mm -hmm. i i just think that's harder yeah i do want to say on the other side since we're talking about tough topics Mm -hmm. i feel like you can also find yourself in a tough situation yeah i found myself in a tough situation inviting somebody over where they didn't want to leave Mm-hmm. And kind of were like insinuating that, you know yeah, what, I know, persistent. yeah, like <laughs> I made it very clear I didn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And this person was pressuring me, trying to make it seem like we're in, like we're in college now. We're, we're grown. Like we should be acting as adults as if just having sex with someone you just met means you're acting like an adult it doesn't mean that by the way like it's almost the opposite like, like an adult <laughs> thing to do would be mature enough to know when somebody does not want to like coincide with what you feel exactly perfectly fine so i feel like as an adult i should see something like that but i did i I set a clear boundary that that's not what was going to happen that night Mm -hmm. and they just were like okay that's cool i'll just spend the night like i'll just start getting comfortable and i'm like and then at that point i'm like okay how i already said like no right now how do i Get, get this them. person oh, out. Right. That um, is that is a great point because when you're not in your space, you can just leave. You yeah. do always have that option. When it's your space, it's just kind of like, oh, now I have to like move this, this person, person like, quote, unquote, out. Like move them. Yeah. Like out of my space. Yes. Which is also, yeah. So that's why I also think that setting the expectation beforehand, if you are going to invite somebody over to your place mm-hmm. and you are not comfortable and you know that, mm-hmm. please, please, please like set that expectation yeah. and if you are going over to somebody's place um girls gays days guys everybody <laughs> if you are inviting somebody over into your space ask them expectations ahead yeah. of time like these this needs to be a two-way mm-hmm. all of this yeah. needs to be a two-way so that there's no confusion and we're not feeling uncomfortable For sure. because sometimes 
the relationship could have continued mm-hmm. if we just were like, that's not something that we want to do. Right. We can do this, but not this, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so I think I d- it does help, like, laying that down beforehand. Yeah. Like, even if it's, like, something similar, you don't have to go into an in-depth conversation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, having an in-depth conversation about how you feel and things like that would help you relate on another whole nother level as yeah. well. But it's also, like, it doesn't have to be something like that. Like, just, like, a simple phrase of just, like, I like I don't want to do this yeah. and um you know just before that happens to then like let that person like n- like so they can be more comfortable because mm-hmm. like if they were expecting one thing and like they're getting another like it's just going to change their mindset of like what they were expecting mm-hmm. and like it's compared to what's actually happening so, we yeah. have this in our tips section but we're going to repeat it later so and for that situation something that you definitely can say is I like you I'd like to continue developing a relationship. I don't want to have sex with someone until I know if we want to make if we want to take this relationship further. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're letting them know you like them and like you would like to develop the relationship. But sex is not something that you're comfortable with right. at this moment. And maybe you can come back and discuss it once your relationship furthers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great way to say because you're not saying I never want to see you. Right. Because some people think like, oh, you know, you don't want to have sex with me right now. Well, then you must not like me. Exactly. You know, then, then what, 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 why are we even like trying to have a relationship? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, there's like so much more to a relationship mm-hmm. than just sex. And it's also like just right now, like mm-hmm. in this, like even if it's like tomorrow, like, you know, in this moment right now, I don't feel comfortable. And that doesn't mean that we have to end what we have or anything that has been like yeah. happening beforehand. But it just means that, like, you aren't comfortable. And, like, I think that's something that should just be accepted. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it is enough. And let's be real. There are people out there, consenting adults, that just want to have sex. Yeah. (laughs) And that is perfectly okay, too. When that expectation is clear and set Mm -hmm. and consent is involved, that is great. Yeah. Um, But if it's not on one end and the other person does, maybe that's just not the match. Right. Exactly. It's just not the match. So now we do want to talk about some more structural factors like bars and parties on and off campus, that kind of thing. Um, Like some social structures, like athletics, Greek life. How does that play a role in it? And I actually did find like, again, this is a tough topic and we are not targeting anybody that this just is a fact. And the fact is that when someone that is in athletics or when someone that is in Greek life, people feel more pressure, students specifically, feel more pressure to have sex with someone mm-hmm. if they're a part of athletics or Greek life. Yeah. And that makes sense. Like that power role. Um, role it's the title type of like The social ladder. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe I get that power too kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, the reason why this is important too is because those that are in athletics – And in Greek life, I almost feel like your job is even harder then, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's not like you're pressuring those people. It's like they're feeling that societal pressure. Right. Um, But like your job is is even harder because like maybe you you are a cool kid. Mm -hmm. So now you have to check in with someone even more. Like take like I mean, even if you aren't, but like taking an extra step. Yeah. Checking in with them. Yeah. Like even if they haven't set a ground rule, you haven't set a ground rule. Like Mm -hmm. maybe just checking in and like making sure like, are you okay with this? Are you feeling comfortable? Because you're in a position of power. Yeah. You are like and maybe they don't even think of that. Like I'm just a college student that plays a sport or I'm a college student that's a part of a frat or sorority that. And I'm just want to party on the weekend. <laughs> like, I don't do I, I want to take that hat off this weekend or something. Right. But no, unfortunately, facts have proven like you are almost always in a, a yeah. role of power um, there. So now that you know that, again, taking that extra step to clarify mm-hmm. those expectations and things like that, especially in a party culture. Yeah, I think I think that type of like another part of where that pressure comes from is like, you know, if you're talking to a person who's from a certain sorority or certain frat or athletic place and then you enjoy going to that place let's say like you there they have parties on the weekends and you enjoy that Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh you feel because of this one specific person who's in here like if you don't like like they give them what they like what you like or anything like that then like they're gonna they're gonna get like mark you or whatever Mm -hmm. you know you want to say like then like you you don't want to like have like a 
like just because like you upset like one person in that mm-hmm. type of thing that like you don't want that to affect like the whole type of relationship that you have maybe with that just like location or like the like team or anything like that so and it doesn't hurt to be honest about Mm. like some of your fears that you have messing with someone like do not just do Mm -hmm. it just because most of the times our assumptions are wrong yeah (laughs) most of the time they're wrong which is why we need to communicate with people um so like communicating like some of those fears with maybe someone that is in power that's also a risk that you will take but it's before you make some make a decision that you really didn't want to make right yeah, like uh, you never, you never know until you ask. It's like literally, that, like the quote right there. You will never know. You never know until you ask, and like I think that's something that's like important. So maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't what you were expecting, mm-hmm. and you know that changes your mind in a good way. And you're like, okay, well, you know that does make me feel comfortable. Yes. Or it's something that you don't like, and then you're like, okay, well, you know, maybe we can look at this a different way or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like that's it can definitely not, clarify a lot exactly, of things. Exactly, like, definitely can, and like just knowing like that there's like a masculine like powerful and direct image that men are told that they have to be when they're with women that's i see that a lot in party settings um like you have to come talk to me like Mm -hmm. as a guy like going to talk to a a woman or whatever like you have to do that and like no you don't Mm -hmm. like women out there you can go and talk to who anyone can talk to whoever they want to talk to approach whoever they want and if you are masculine you can also be feminine Mm -hmm. and soft and things like that you don't have to be this image that people are making it seem like to leave with someone and you also don't always have to leave with someone oh i don't i don't agree with that on any sense like i don't think how like you signify that your night was completed or that it was a good night is that you left with someone like why can't yes. it be anything other than that mm-hmm. like you can have a good night and end it there yeah like there has and like e- even if you weren't drinking or if you are drinking like then like it's going to like uh like affect how you are in that moment and, like compared to like towards the end of the night that's when you like go home with someone like Mm -hmm. quote unquote well going home with someone means like you're cool it means that like like you're supposed to do what expected you got that mark now and it's like well why yeah Yeah, i don't know you mentioned drinking (laughs) (laughs) and drinking like we talked about it a little bit but that has played such a role in all of this oh yeah um first of all like the effects of alcohol yep (laughs) like Please tell us about that, Gabby. What's the first <laughs> okay. to go? Okay, so this I was telling you before this. This is one I really wanted to mention. This was like one of the main points I remember about like my health and wellness class in mm-hmm. high school was like the one of the questions that stuck with me was like, what is the first to go when you start drinking? And you know, it's not your reaction time. It's not your mobility or mm-hmm. your vision or you know even your speech. It's your judgment. And that is, like, the first thing that it affects is your brain. Like, yes, you are physically altered, and it physically alters your brain as well. And I think that's just, like, really important to notice, like, first off, is that you are in a different setting of mind. Mm -hmm. And your decisions and your judgment is going to be affected. And the other thing you were talking about earlier that I think is a great point is having yourself, supporting, like, Surrounding yourself with supportive friends. Yeah. And the people who you surround yourself with, like, is, like, a great importance. Because if you get to a point where, like, your judgment's out the window, mm-hmm. like, you then, you know, you don't want to be doing things. Like, oh, you need a friend. Um, and that's for everyone. Everyone needs a friend that is going to say, mm, you normally wouldn't do that. Let's, yeah. let's think about that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and everyone shouldn't be blackout. No, like okay. that is not cool because then who is going to make the judgment calls <laughs> like your decisions right. literally are altered. And that's like your logical thinking. And mm-hmm. that's also warning signs. Yeah. Your cognitive ability. Literally. Like if you wouldn't your be frontal lobe, <laughs> your frontal lobe <laughs> is not functioning. No, how it's like supposed if you to. wouldn't be doing this, like if there's like a chance you'd be doing it like when you're sober and then like you know you do when you're drunk and like it doesn't cause any like harm or anything Mm -hmm. like that like to a point but like if you're like completely like unaltered like completely altered of like who you would usually be like that's not something that you would most likely want to be doing like yeah like aggression is like another like something 
thought that's just an example that I'm going to use mm-hmm. is like aggression that can get you in legal trouble mm-hmm. just because you're drinking and like all of a sudden you feel aggressive. Is that normally how you feel when you are sober? Would you have done that if you that's like, a, like yeah, that's like <laughs> a basic mm-hmm. example. But are you going to have that consequence still those legal issues yep. still? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we should be taking all of our decisions that serious mm-hmm. um, of of making those those things. My my main thing, though, is the warning signs. Yeah. Being able to point out like that. Trust your gut that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. That may not be there as much when you are drinking alcohol. Correct. And not to say that you can't drink any alcohol. <laughs> it's just. If yeah, you just have to be aware. Yes. Be, be aware, aware that your judgment is going to be altered when you're drinking. So what can you do before you drink? Maybe have a conversation with your friends. What you expect of the night. Mm-hmm. If you plan on meeting up with someone maybe that you're going to flirt with. Talk to your friends about what's expected. Talk to that person about what you guys expect when you right. guys see each other later that like, night. Like, hey, if I'm drink, if we're gonna drink tonight, like I don't want anything to happen. Yes, like that's a fine, like simple rule, you know. Yeah. If and then like, like my I'm, boyfriend. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Go <laughs> I'm gonna for plug it. him really quick. <laughs> he won't like nothing happens, even if I have like one drink. That's that's just him. Mm-hmm. He just is like, I think for him, it's he sees that my judgment is different. Right. Like, he can clearly see that, like, certain things are altered, mm-hmm. which is just like, why would I want to mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I, I respect it. I yeah. definitely respect it. And I did not see it from that point of, like, he can see. now Because mm-hmm. like, he knows me. Right. So now he can also see when it's different. And that but also brings us back to surrounding yourself around those supportive friends people that are, that are going to also acknowledge when your judgment is right. like mm, you're starting to get like if you're visibly that. if you if you, you somebody who knows you can visibly see that mm-hmm. your actions have changed or even somebody who doesn't know you like you can assess somebody's judgment to be like i feel like they wouldn't usually make that type of decision yeah and then some people they like they would hound on that and they would they would mm-hmm. you know push forward and be like oh well since their judgment i can like hop on this opportunity yeah. and that's when it gets scary and when like their friends are very important but at the same time it's like i would hope that most people would like see that and be like okay well you know what you said you had already said to me that you know if we are drinking and you don't feel like your judgment is correct then nothing should happen so i exactly. think exactly comes back to the point of just laying down ground rules is very important mm-hmm. <laughs> and supportive friends also means Friends that are going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when you're doing something wrong, oh, yeah. because your judgment being altered can also mean that you are doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And that goes both ways. We need to hold our friends accountable when we're seeing them do something that isn't dumb. Like no. they wouldn't make that decision. Point it out and let them know. They may not receive it as well especially because their judgment is still altered (laughs) we've already (laughs) talked about aggression (laughs) yeah we did already talk about aggression but we have to pull them away Mm -hmm. because as friends we are the ones supporting them versus someone that they do not know right or just met exactly and it's like you know you can be the you know adventurous like yes friend like let's do stuff but then it comes to a point where like if you are a true friend you will like like you know the basic structure you're you're trying on outfits right mm-hmm. just say it like that and you know you're looking at something and you're like oh you know um i i don't know how i feel about this like you know your friend's gonna tell you like hey i don't i don't think that's like the right choice for tonight or something like that you know like um just like just like telling them when you know that it's wrong like, right it's just that that's just what a real friend exactly like i think like there's points when you can be a good friend and when you can be a real friend Mm -hmm. and i think a real friend is is definitely i always think back to if anybody is a jersey shore fan (laughs) that show is so scary to me like especially the first few seasons and i actually first two episodes It's, like, insane. Like, Oh, my gosh. I was, like, in a store, and I was watching it. Um, Mike, the situation specifically. Mm-hmm. He would be very aggressive oh. in the bars. Mm-hmm. Very aggressive. And even at one point, I think it was, like, Pauly D. He was, like, Pauly D even said he felt like when he would meet a girl, 
he felt like Mike was going to come over and like grab her and like steal her because that's something that he would always do. Mm -hmm. And like at first, no one was bringing it to his attention until Paulie D and Mike end up bringing um, girls back to their place. And like Mike gets so rude to this one girl. Oh my gosh. And I was proud, but Paulie D stood up mm-hmm. once the girls left. Right. But stood up to him and was like, You're drunk. That's wrong. Like he like put the girl on the couch, didn't give her a blanket. Like they end up leaving. But right. it's just like he was doing things that he wouldn't have normally done and like he did he pointed it out to him mm-hmm. and they're still friends. Yeah. Um, I just I want to be able to see more things and for for the women out there too, vice versa, same mm-hmm. goes for them. This is just an example. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great point. It's Hold like, your it's friends not, accountable. Exactly. It's not going to ruin your friendship. And if it does, then that's the type of person that they are. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like but you like you obviously stop anything like awful from happening. But like yeah. you know, if they if he's like if he's like, Oh no, you know what, that's like, let's say Mike is a real sexist man. And he's like, that's how women deserve to be treated. Oh <laughs> like, like, right. But then it's like, okay, well, that's the type of person he is. And I don't want to be friends with that type of person. Mm-hmm. So then, like, that's where you can assess it as, as yourself. But it doesn't, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost going to, like, help your relationship in most situations. Yes. To do that. Because then, you know, they come to their senses and they're like, thank you. Yeah. You know, thank, thank you, you for, like, showing me what's up like you know Mm -hmm. not everybody's perfect not everybody's gonna make the right decision all the time so it's just important to be like how about you don't yeah i'm I'm a good friend i'm not gonna let you make that and regret Mm -hmm. it later there's like so many aspects of all of this like we're still on like bar culture and (laughs) we haven't even got like halfway (laughs) another thing with that is like buying drinks oh yeah it's another big one. To Should about. you take the drink? Do you <laughs> allow someone to buy you a drink? Do you buy someone a drink? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? Um, and I did find that um, in the study that was found that in the bars, a lot of cohesion happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the students, this was uh, a woman, she even said, the expectation is that if a guy buys you a drink, that you eventually go home with him. And whenever I don't, for X, Y, Z reason, they get really upset about that and begin to pressure her. Um, So I wanted to talk a little bit about this um, because I can also see on the other side of someone buying someone a drink to potentially have a conversation with them and get to know them and things like that. I also think that if you're buying someone a drink, you should not expect them to go home with you no. that is not you buying them. you're hopping you're hopping like six six steps right here you <laughs> like, know what i mean like you're going way too far ahead of yourself way too far so you just know, to put that out there if you do yeah. buy a drink for someone do not expect it's to like go home meeting somebody and shaking their hand and expecting them to buy you a meal <laughs> like i just <laughs> met you man like, like you can be like courteous and genuine with somebody without having to like fulfill like all of the like the criteria and expectations that they're thinking and like yeah uh, i think that's i think that is, and if like, that's way your expectation mm-hmm. can i buy you a drink <laughs> and you come home with me after this give that person the option to say yes yeah. or no right don't buy the drink and, and then, then pressure like, yeah. after you know like that that's coercion that's like the give the person a cd and be like okay you owe me five dollars yeah <laughs> like, like ask well me. no here let me give this back but then it's like you know once you drink the drink you can't really give the drink back yes yeah so, so like oh, a lot yeah. of it is communication too mm-hmm. a lot of it too is remember your judgment is altered Correct. so just know if you're going to spend your money buying someone a drink just don't expect for them to go home with you mm-hmm. that's what i would say yeah i think that's a it's a, it's like a compliment, you know. You're yeah. telling somebody you like them, you think they're nice, or mm-hmm. you know, you think they're good looking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe you want to strike up a conversation, but that doesn't mean that it has to go get contact. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe yeah. continue this. Yeah, if you know, you guys are both like been at the bar a while or yes. something like that. Like, continue it at a later point. Like, mm-hmm. if you're sober, you wanna, you do wanna like, get to know them or mm-hmm. anything like that, or make it into anything further and. If it doesn't go any further, then I think that's completely fine, too. And I think that yeah. needs to be said. Like, having a conversation <laughs> with someone or um, giving a drink for a compliment and things like mm-hmm. that does not mean that you plan on marrying this person. <laughs> like, right. Let's see where it goes. Yeah. If 
you say two sentences and I'm already like, no, <laughs> let that be the case, you know? Yeah. We learn. Not everybody, you said early, not everybody fits together. You yeah. Know, you're not, you just might not right, be the right fit. And that's okay. And that's perfectly fine. That is okay. Um, yeah. So we touched a lot on um, the drinking, but I, I want to bring it back. I heard, and I've experienced it as well. We shouldn't be drinking to put up with the awkwardness that we are going to face at the bar culture, like mm-hmm. during bar culture. Um, we know it can get awkward in there. We know it can get scary at parties in general, too. Mm-hmm. Now that we know how alcohol is affecting our judgment, I would not say to keep drinking yeah. to help you get through it. Because if anything, it's absolutely doing the opposite. Just making it worse. Yeah. You are, it's harder to trust your gut when mm-hmm. you keep keep drinking like you're to handle for it. a reason yeah like that's literally you are literally. like don't like it's awkward like, in here for a reason it's awkward in here for a reason there's a mash of <laughs> your gut is like, saying yeah. it's wrong <laughs> there is a, a cohesion of just random people thrown together that a lot is of times. true and that's okay to be awkward and like i mean personally i'm an extrovert so like i might be awkward for <laughs> a minute or two but i'm like gonna make it fine i'm awkward <laughs> yeah but like you know but um but that doesn't mean that you, just because you feel awkward in that moment that as, you know, you start drinking and then it's going to solve all the awkwardness mm-hmm. or all your problems. I like, think, too, it's because you want to be able to stay through mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if I was there and saw, like, it really was awkward and your guys just, I don't want to be here. You're saying you don't want to be there. I just go. Just leave. <laughs> um, a lot of it can be, too, like, your friends don't want to leave. Your friends have a mm-hmm, good time mm-hmm. and it's you. I would also personally, I have this thing like where I'm like, I always make sure I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I would never like there's people I would never leave like your bestie and things like that. But like if that's your best friend and they know you're not feeling it. Again, comes back to the real friend. Yeah. Like they they will leave, you know, not going to let you sit through it with a bunch of Mm people like they're not going to do that. Yeah. But also make sure you're good. Right. If you have any other backups or anything like that. Sometimes it's just about like taking your time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, go to the bathroom, you know, mm-hmm. go like let your friend know you're you're I'll be back in um, like five minutes, whatever it is. Right. And then, you know, just like take some time. Maybe you go back in there and you do feel better about like, yeah. you know, what's happening or anything like that. But then if you do still feel uncomfortable, then you know that it's like that wasn't just yeah. a moment. You know, I'm I'm not feeling all right. Get out. And I just I need to go. And that, you know, that's, that's okay. So fine. That I is think okay. That I have made so many arrangements to get people <laughs> back to where they needed to be, yeah. regardless of if I was having fun and wanted to stay or mm-hmm. if I was the one that wanted to leave. Right. And it's like, you just be a good person mm-hmm. too. Because then you, you would hope that when you feel that way, that they'll treat you the same way. Exactly. Exactly okay. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one thing about me, I'm going to find a bathroom. I'm going <laughs> to leave in here with something. No. <laughs> Like, you don't want to come to the bathroom with me, that's fine. I'm going to find one, but, uh-huh. like, I'm going to make sure I'm good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's just my thing. Like, we got to stick up for each other. We got to hold our friends accountable. That's everybody, every mm-hmm. single person. And, and stick up for yourselves as well. Yeah. On that list, too, for sure. Yeah. So, we talked about a lot of tips, but um, mm-hmm. we want to finish off, like, coming around back around those tips. Um, so like one of the things that's like the main important thing like dating in college all the things that can come with that hookup culture mm-hmm. bar culture situationships everything we talk about committed relationships <laughs> committed cheating relationships. oh my god uh, we didn't even get into we cheating get- <laughs> uh, we'll finish this let us know if you want a part two on our instagram mm-hmm. at women's center ku on instagram but mm-hmm. some we'll tips more tough topics <laughs> more don't tough you topic. worry yeah so like Talking about what you want or what is expected before getting with someone mm-hmm. in person. Yeah, um, I think we touched on this. Mm-hmm. Especially meeting at night. Came, oh, yeah. I know if you're hitting me up at night, like, let's go over what's expected. I feel like we <laughs> should go right. over what's expected because sometimes it's assumed that obviously I did it at night. So you should know what I want. Mm-hmm. No. Like, oh, yeah, I'm staying there. It's nighttime. No. Right? <laughs> like, isn't that, isn't that what's happening? And it's like, okay, well, actually... That's not how I feel. Yeah, I and feel And we didn't like talk about this beforehand. <laughs> so yeah. this is what's going to happen. And, like, that just has, yeah. you know. I feel like I'm a college student. I mm-hmm. also have practice. And at nighttime is the only time I'm probably available. <laughs> That's where my brain, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you have to just. Talk about what's expected. Don't always assume. And that's both ways. This is a two-way mm-hmm. conversation. 100%. 
even in like you you can't yeah for sure you have to get the other person's opinion as yeah. well because maybe you feel one way and they feel the other and it takes this conversation to understand mm-hmm. how each other are feeling mm-hmm. and you know it's like oh okay then maybe you don't meet up yeah. and that's perfectly fine you know but um a lot of the times too i didn't say this but a lot of the times I would get so nervous with meeting someone for the first time because I didn't know what the expectations were. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times I'm canceling. Right. Cause you're because you're worried. I'm worried mm-hmm. about what's going to happen when I can just have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Just be real and honest right. because the worst thing is they're going to say, I do actually want that. Yeah. And I'm not ready. Yeah. And I mean, the whole, the whole thing about this is it's tough. You know, yeah. it's hard to do that. It's hard to be like, Hey man, um, I know this is our first meetup, but we got to get down to the knit and grit just real quick. <laughs> just really quick <laughs> really before quick. it's two minutes yeah, and it will make the entire experience. Because yeah. then, you know, you go in there and you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. It does, you know, maybe there is a lead up to what you're looking forward to and what you want. or But then it's not like there's a lead up and then you don't want it to anything exactly. to happen. And you feel like everything's dropped off and like same thing we were saying earlier that nothing can continue from that point on. Mm-hmm. But there can yeah. That also that's basically our next step, which is having mm-hmm. confidence to set boundaries when you're alone mm-hmm. with those with that person. Like maybe the conversation wasn't clear over text. They're still trying now. Now you're in person. Um, don't switch what you wanted. Yeah. Um, don't alter it. Don't try to change it just the slightest little bit because that slightest little bit may be another little bit. Mm-hmm. Just stay confident. Stay consistent in the boundaries that you set. And I know that that's hard to do, um, especially when you're alone yeah. with that person and you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I would say. Had, oh, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I definitely would say um, practice setting those boundaries in low stake situations, mm-hmm. maybe in, pu- in the public. You go to a party or a bar, mm-hmm. start setting boundaries with people there where people are around so that maybe when you're alone with people, it feels you're a little bit more confident and ready at staying with those boundaries that you set. For sure. For sure. And I think that's another thing that like, you know, you have, we were talking about like the supportive friend group and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, you talk to your friends and you told them what you wanted and uh, how you felt about it. And then when you're alone, you don't have them there anymore. You know, they were the ones who who were helping you Mm -hmm. to be like, no, you know, you said you didn't want it, so I think it's right. Don't don't do what you what what you don't want to do, and but then you're alone and you don't have the support. And I think that's really important to like have confidence in yourself. Yeah. To be like, this is what I wanted, and I know it to be true. And no one then, knows you better than you. Amen. No that's one knows sure. you better than you. And at the end of the day, if that's what's going to help to tell yourself that, tell yourself that. Mm-hmm. Trust your gut. Yes, trust your gut, please. And we talked a little bit about this earlier, but it could be beneficial to have an outline of what to say already. Mm -hmm. Um, Just something that you do. And this can be for many different situations. This can help for. But I'll give you the one that I gave earlier. I like you. I'd like to continue developing a relationship. I don't have sex with someone until I know if we want to take this relationship further. That's something you could say. You can be very like clear and blunt and say, I don't want to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people feel a little bit more uncomfortable saying that because they're not sure they don't like how they're going to take them. it. Yeah. You know, they don't want to be like, don't it's like it's like a don't take this the wrong way. But then you can't stop them from taking yeah. it the wrong way. It may come off as I don't like you. Right. Um, so that's I do like the I like you. I do um, like that. Too. But also if you don't like them. And then you don't like them. That's perfectly then okay to say it. I don't, don't want to have, have sex, sex with you. you. That's it. <laughs> I don't like you. Like we, you know, something and that has can, changed from point A to point B. Yeah. And I am no longer. We in, all in have to work on decision. handling rejection. Mm-hmm. Like that's something everybody's going to have to work yeah. on. And. Whether that makes you feel angry, embarrassed, shame, that is just a personal process that we all will have to That's deal with. It's just an emotion. Yes. You know, Do not feel know. bad for saying it. No. And then something else can be, thank you for respecting my choice to not have sex. If we continue developing a relationship, we can decide together when we will have sex. Mm-hmm. I think that relates all the way back to the beginning yep. when we were talking about the hookup culture mm-hmm. versus the dating culture. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you even if you weren't going on dates or anything like that and you know you don't want the sex and then you're not in a relationship but you're not in a relationship anything like that and even if you have 
been dating you know what mm-hmm. i mean then it's still like yeah i don't want to have sex boundaries. right now but we can have a conversation later and then mm-hmm. maybe we can decide when we're ready to have sex exactly. together yeah i really like that one you have um, to find your balance yeah your levels for sure because nowhere did you say you didn't want to talk to that person anymore no. i it, it, it doesn't come to I want to end our relationship mm-hmm. until you say I want to end our exactly. relationship. It's one. It's once again, you know, it's just it's, it's, exactly. you, you got to just form, you know, say what you feel and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then if this um, episode has made you feel like, oh, wow, that did happen to me or I want to know if this is like that and you're not sure with the coercion and the pressure and things, and you want to clarify that, the Women's Center is an on-campus resource um, that we said. We're located at Boxwood House Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. We are a resource that you can come in to discuss further with our director, GAs, or any of our UAs that are there as well. It's On Us is also another support um, program. It's a club that has weekly meetings, and they create an environment where it's safe to have these tough conversations, oh, yeah. these open discussions in order to prove, improve our campus, our camp, campus safety and things like that. Um, something else that I also want to plug in as a resource, which I kind of think is funny, but honestly should be taken really serious. Like if you are alone in a room with someone, the Women's Center also has whistles that we provide. Um, it's on us also does like giveaways with pepper spray and things like that. But if you are alone with someone in a room and all of this is not working mm-hmm. and things like that, there are other resources if you're really feeling pressured or coerced or if someone's in your room and not leaving. Right. Cause it got to the point where I was they like, wanna, what am I going to do? Stay over. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if they don't leave like Taya, what are you really going to do? Mm-hmm. And I always like picture this, like imagine someone taking their women's center whistle and like just blowing, blowing that it. thing in a room i bet you this i book it it like <laughs> they're getting out of yeah there. that whistle is partnered with public safety mm-hmm. so many people also are just familiar with that mm-hmm. program and will know something is going on if they hear a whistle yeah in a, right? in like, a building I think that is a, yeah. a, a dignified qual like a, overall it's a, yeah it's a safety understood. whistle yeah yeah so if you do want a safety whistle um, for that reason or any other reasons, you're walking or something like that, um, please come by Boxwood House and pick up a safety whistle. All that we ask is that you sign a release statement form mm-hmm. saying that you're not going to blow this, the whistles if you're not in danger right. because then that would defeat the purpose. Not going to misuse them. Yeah, of when our... cried wolf yeah. type scenario. And then we can't <laughs> help as many people. Correct. So thank you for joining me today, Gabby. Thank you for having me. I would love to do another one of these. Yeah, I think we could do things. I mean, I think something that would also be cool, you know, taking taking questions. Yes, we'll take questions, oh, answer them. Yes. All all needed. Any more tough topics? Yeah, people covered. Glad mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. Anybody that would want to join, we do also oh, yeah. take third parties and things like that. If you're interested mm-hmm. in wanting your voice to be heard on these podcasts as well. Yeah, contact us. Let yeah. Us yeah. Instagram at Women's Center KU. Mm-hmm. It's been great. Our next box of banter will actually be next semester, spring 2024. Oh, my God. We'll see you then. The Kustan University Women's Center strives to create a campus culture that supports gender equity and inclusion. Through our cultural and educational resource library and events, advocacy, prevention initiatives, and leadership opportunities, we are committed to fostering an environment that is safe, supportive, and empowering for all community members.